T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Advocate. Who is, I presume, still recovering from Mardi Gras? How you doing, Ian? Uh, Tommy, I know I did Mardi Gras right because I am glad it's over. I had a lot of fun, and um, and I'm, I'm I'm glad that one's in the books, and we're moving on to the next chapter of New Orleans life. You know, I put the trash out today because it was trash day, and, and I as I put that last king cake box, the empty king cake box, and looked at the row of king cake babies on the countertop, I thought, you know what? It's time. It's time to move on, right? Well, that, that's the wonderful thing about having traditions like this. And, yes, I know that there, it's possible to get a king cake out there at any given day, at any time of the year, whatever, if they're oh, calling it a Christmas cake or a St. Patrick cake or whatever. Okay, that's, yeah. a, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> Cryogenically frozen for your next craving, I see. Yes. Uh, but, but, you know, it, you know give, give things their time. Give things their place. Uh, you know, that, that chapter is closed. Carnival is over. It was great. And the wonderful thing about life in Louisiana is the next, the curtain just rises on the next thing. And, you know, the, the next thing is, yeah, we're in Lent, you know, maybe some of us are feeling kind of penance worthy, no matter what our, our particular spiritual devotion might be. Uh, but there are good things ahead, and a lot of it comes to us through food. I and mean, it's, it's basically the de facto seafood season in Louisiana right now. Uh, and I mean, we can talk about that. I'm gonna and, and we are, but I got to say, in, yep. as far as seafood and Lent goes, I yep. always thought it was more of a penance to eat a lean cuisine with chicken in it for dinner than 20 pounds of crawfish. <laughs> what do you think? Should I get some kind of religious figurehead on to talk about that? Because it just seems like if we're going to really do penance, that the lean cuisine would be the real penance, not the 20 pounds of crawfish or shrimp. I think the context is, is was not drawn up specifically for Louisiana and Louisiana cooks. I, mm-hmm. I, I, if, if there's any penance related to this, uh, yes, I mean, consult your spiritual advisor for the real deal, of course. But and and I would also sure. go so far, Ian, as to say, I like going to steakhouses on Friday night during Lent because it's not as crowded. You just smell the sulfur of Satan stalking your steps, don't you? Well... That or the meat sizzling on a grill. I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's it's a, a delightful aroma either way. 
Yes. No, about, no, uh, no, no, no lack of meat to no. be had uh, during Lent, of course. Let's but, talk but, about no, seafood. Pick, 40 pick, seafood the, dishes pick, to try around oh, New Orleans. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ian. What were you saying? No, no. Just picture picture the, the, the un, overcooked, under-seasoned, uh, anonymous, chiseled out of the freezer fish that uh, frankly, is the norm in too many places, and and that's where the penance comes in, right? Yeah. It's, it's not or, or with fish Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like which is I used to too when they were rectangular and they had some depth to them. Now, now it's all stick and no fish. You want a good fish stick? Go yeah. to Pesh Seafood Grill. They, that will change your mind about really? fish sticks. I'm telling you, they it doesn't sound like a kind of place at Pesh. It's an upscale restaurant, I know and that. when they. When they have those suckers available, they are terrific. And oh, then, okay, okay. So, and that might be the last bit of fried seafood we talk about for a while because the story I have on NOLA.com right now is about 40 dishes, not coincidental, right, 40 days of Lent, uh, uh, and none of them did. are fried. None of them are fried because I hear that request a lot this time of year. Ian, I know where to get, you know, my, my church is doing a fish fry uh, or going over by my aunt's house, they're going to fry some fish. Great. I love that stuff. Me too. But I want to lighten it up a little bit. I want to try something different. I want to taste you know, different flavors coming at me. And that's why I decided to put together uh, the story in this particular way. And also, it's a really great time to be looking at that right now around the New Orleans area because, frankly, the, that diversity of restaurants are bringing so many different flavors to us, either from the way that the, the chef or the kitchen chooses to prepare it or the traditions that they're working from, whatever the heritage of the restaurant is or whatever style they're working in. And so it's it's quite a romp. I mean, if you are looking for raw seafood, whether it's sushi, this is a glorious time for sushi right now around New Orleans. Uh, there's uh, ceviches that are you know, barely cooked. There are poke bowls. I mean, it doesn't get any lighter than that either, just raw fish in all of its, its, its glorious flavor. Um, but then plenty of fish preparations out there that are grilled, that are cooked. Um, maybe, oh, here's one for you. This is a good one to start with. Over on the North Shore, uh, Pat's Rest a While. Pat, this is Pat Gallagher's restaurant on the Mandeville Lakefront. A lot of people know him from Gallagher's Grill. Um, he does a fish there on a cedar plank. And that is a style that I used to see all the time in the 90s. It was all the rage. The salmon on a cedar plank was a very, like, Pacific Northwest kind of trend. And it even turned up in New Orleans. Um, and you didn't see that, that much anymore, but they brought it back. And you see why it was popular. It's a fun way to cook fish. It gives it this little just slight, slight smoky edge. Uh, just imparts a little bit of flavor to it. And they, the version I had up there was with amberjack with a – Lemon butter sauce, so it's not entirely light, and a Parmesan crust. It was just delicious. And while we're talking about different ways to prepare fish like this, um, here's a classic for you. When was the last time you had really good blackened fish? Been a while. Yeah, everyone knows it, right? Mm -hmm. Blackened redfish was the was the the devious phenomenon that Chef Paul Prudhomme unleashed upon the world, right? Yeah, I mean, it was so popular, it uh, it spurred uh, fishing regulations to change for the redfish harvest. Uh, But these days, when you see blackened on a menu, it generally means um, overcooked, like basically burned, and somebody didn't really understand the concept or just doesn't care that much or doesn't know what they're, the source of which they're trying to emulate. But Frank Brightson does at Brightson's restaurant in the Riverbend because he was a protege of Prudhomme. He was right there at the birth of this dish. And uh, he continues it in his kitchen. 
Um, usually not doing redfish over there. Well, I think they did tuna with it now. That's the last version I had, blackened tuna. And, yeah, it just – you taste it and you realize why this was so popular in the first place and why it's so good. It just has this this multi-layered flavor of this peppery seasoned crust and this campfire smokiness coming off of it. And then the fish within is so tender and meaty if it's that tuna cut and it's just perfect and you realize okay this is what blackened fish is supposed to be there's another really good one by the way um a much newer place in um in lakeview uh juniors on harrison i was really impressed by the way they did blackened fish over there so there's hope there's, there's hope out there for blackened seafood fans but the point is consider all the different ways that you can cook the same the same catch the same piece of fish and you're going to find a lot of those versions around town if you start looking all right, let me take a break. We'll pick it up here. We come back. We're talking to Ian McNulty as we do every Friday, focusing on seafood since it is the first Friday of Lent. What'd you say? The the sulfurous smell of Satan? Is that what you said at the steakhouse? The sulfurous smell of Satan stalking you in the steakhouse? Well, that's a lot of S's. It is yes. very similar, too. All right. <laughs> consider, consider. We'll take a break. We come back. I'm going to pick it up with some of the things I saw in Ian's story about 40 seafood dishes around New Orleans, some of the ones that particularly uh, jumped out at me. We'll pick it up with paella because I'm a big fan of paella. I love it. And we'll talk about where you can get some of that. If y'all have any questions, comments, 504-260-1870. I'll get them uh, to Ian and Ian can answer you and hook you up as we look for the best places to eat and drink this weekend in New Orleans. Tommy Tucker back in a flash, WWL. 9.22, favorite time of week. We talk to Ian McNulty, covers food and dining culture for the times you New Orleans Advocate. And we're talking about seafood, naturally, first weekend of Lent. But I'd like to get the listeners' questions in for you as well. 504-260-1870. Ask Ian, says this text, if he knows of any place that does true New York-style thin crust pizza. And I'll add, if you get it without meat, that would meet, uh, that would meet the criteria, right? Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, well, Pizza Delicious down in the Bywater is the place that... Uh, that probably first um, for first lured the, the the New York expats and earned their raves, and that's that's still the one to beat for sure. Uh, that is legit. I mean, that is that is the slice that you get when you walk the streets of New York. Has all the contours to it, you know that that texture, the way you can fold it up, and the little rivulet of grease dripping down. These are all crucial factors. Um, Z, they do by the slice too there, which is great. Uh, Z's Pizza is a newcomer uptown. It's near Martin's Wine Cellar on Barone Street. Opened over the summer, real real good. That's not exactly the classic New York style. It's a little more of a hybrid of different um, northeastern styles. To be very precise about it, you know, you could see a little bit of. Is it 100% New York, a little bit of Connecticut, a little bit of the Boston North End? That, that all kind of rolls into it there. But it, that, that'll, that, that's going to hit the same thing for you for sure. And if you're out in Metairie, that's Amore does a good job too. They, they do the thin crust pizza, and they also do uh, deep dish. So you can take it both ways there. But uh, if, if you had to pick one, it's pizza delicious down the Bywater. Sounds like a, a great name for a rock band, Rivulets of Greece. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting. Put your hands together. Welcome, if you will, Rivulets of Greece. Of Greece, yes. Playing tonight at Checkpoint Charlie's on yeah. Esplanade Avenue. Come see us. They start at 2 a.m. Right, where can we find a good seafood? First of all, is paella only just with seafood? Is that redundant to say oh, seafood no. paella? 
No, no, not at all. Uh, there's, there's, you know, most a lot of traditional paellas are teeming with meat. Uh, there's vegetarian paellas, and then there's uh, the seafood paellas, and of course the blend. What, what, it's like what, a gumbo. Right? What is the difference between jambalaya and paella? Uh, an ocean and some history and uh, the Louisiana touch. I don't think there's uh, anything yeah, to be a smartass about it, but okay, tell me. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, they're they're not entirely different. They're they're rice dishes teeming with different meats and seafood. Uh, they, they, you know, there's a yeah, there is a lot of shared heritage around it. There's an African dish called jollof mm-hmm. rice that is also very similar with that more tomatoey style jambalaya. You see, you, know, you see a lot of these connections that that carry through community and tradition and heritage across the world. But, you know, your classic uh, paella is, has, is is redolent with saffron, and it's the rice is yellow, and it's cooked in that pan, and you get, you know, you can scrape the metal spoon against the edge of it and, and carry the, the crispier bits from the edge around with you. Uh, and what's in it is going to be different. Your, your, your seafood paella, the one that I've got on, on my story at NOLA.com now, is from Lola's on Esplanade Avenue near City Park. Um, you know, that's going to have squid in it, shrimp, scallops, mussels. You know, these aren't the ingredients you're going to find in jambalaya typically. Although I'm game if someone wants to do it. If someone wants to throw seafood jambalaya together, I'd love to hear about it. Tell me about uh, raw oysters somebody texted in. Best place to get raw oysters. Well, I, that, the specific reason why I t- put two oyster bars on this list of 40, because we are living in an age where going out for raw oysters doesn't mean the same thing that it used to mean. It can it can mean the same thing. Your traditional oyster bar uh, is serving up the the good old St. Bernard mud rock, you know, the stuff just harvested off the reefs the old-fashioned way that are still, still you know, they're more expensive now, and they're going to get more expensive the way things are going, but they're still relatively affordable compared to what you pay for oysters around the country. Uh, but then there's also, and okay, so the place I listed for that was Pascal Manali's on, on Napoleon Avenue, just because that is the classic stand-up oyster bar, shucked one at a time, atmosphere counts for a lot, personality counts for a lot, Uptown T, I love you, the shucker there most nights. Um, but there's a whole different er- uh, realm of, of oysters out there now that are being cultivated in specific areas. And when you get them, you know, the, the shucker can tell you, oh, this is from this corner of this bay down the Gulf or this little part of, uh, of Barataria Bay near Grand Isle. And uh, they're, they're grown in a different way. They're grown in these uh, enclosures. Uh, that means the, the oyster farmer can move them around with the conditions and it's uh, it's giving the oyster growers a lot more flexibility, especially with changing conditions along our coast. Uh, and it's also bringing just wonderful new flavors to the oyster bar. So the place I recommend for that first is Sidecar, which is a mostly outdoor, just lovely casual space uh, down in the warehouse district it's attached to the Rusty Nail Bar both of which are hidden behind uh, the cotton mill apartment building. And you walk in and it's, you know, it's just this wide open space, lots of plants, cool kind of setting. And you hand it a menu that might have anywhere between, let's say, 15 and 20 different oysters. And a lot of these are from all around the country, uh, some from Canada, a lot from the West Coast, but a growing number from right here in, on, along the Gulf Coast and in Louisiana. And so you can order these one at a time. I mean, you can assemble a dozen oysters and you're tasting what an oyster is like from all across the country on one iced platter. Now these are more expensive. Of course, they're going to run you three to $4 a piece. Uh, but for that, that bliss, <laughs> that, that, that uh, ephemeral moment that oyster lovers recognize when, 
when you taste that that oyster and it, it's 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 worth the price of admission, and it's wonderful that we can get so many different expressions of that these days. But I'm you know, I'm still going back to the good old fashioned oyster bar and getting my dozen, you know, having a beer on the side. It's a glorious age for oyster lovers, that's for sure. Somebody else wants to know about um, a different type of fish than just plain old fried, and I guess that's what your stories your story covers as oh. well, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole idea, right? And and it actually look for different fish than what you're used to. I mean, you know, you go to a, a restaurant, it's catfish, it's drum, maybe grouper if you're lucky. Um, but more chefs, more restaurants are getting into sourcing more of the diversity that is right on our doorstep along the, the Gulf Coast here. That's something I'll be exploring a lot more during Lent. So stand by for that. But uh, you can go to you know some restaurants are getting these fish. You know, sometimes three or four at a time from local fishermen. It's much harder to do. You, know, you have to work a lot closer with the fishermen. But, you know, go to restaurants that are getting um, fish in that you, you might not know about. I mean, if the restaurant's serving it at a good quality restaurant, reputable restaurant, you know, they're, they're excited about it. It's going to be good. And you get to taste something different. And very often it's coming from right in our backyard, uh, Gulf fish that you just don't see that often, you don't know about, but you can, you know, you can experience. That's, I mean, that's one of the fun things about going out to restaurants, isn't it? I love my fried catfish plate, but if I can go to GW Finn's, uh, you know, it's an upscale place, obviously, uh, but try whatever Mike Nelson has sourced up from his fishermen, sometimes one or two fish at a time, and the different preparations they're doing there with them. Uh, you know, that's going to be a memorable experience. If I go to uh, Carmo restaurant in downtown in the warehouse district and see what they're doing with, uh, they have basically a not traditional Japanese sushi bar, but it's a sushi bar <laughs> and see, you know, what cuts they're using there. Um, is it triple tail? Is it bar Jack? Is it a blue runner? These are all Gulf fish. You just don't see very often on your typical uh, local menu, but it's very local catch and, and we should get more of it. Barbecue crawfish, I'm looking at a picture that you mm. have here, and that brings me to barbecue shrimp. What makes a really good barbecue shrimp dish, and somebody texted in, in addition to your barbecue crawfish, what is the best place to get barbecue shrimp in New Orleans? Okay, the area? so, yeah, I, <laughs> I love barbecue shrimp because it's such a misnomer, right? It's this Louisiana dish. You know, Pascal's Manali has, has the ownership story, the origin story of it. Uh, and it is, you know, it, what makes it good is one word, butter, baby. Mm. Okay. I guess butter, baby is two words, and but lots of it. <laughs> yeah, lots of butter, garlic, rosemary, and a skilled hand to put it all together. And, uh, you mentioned the barbecue crawfish. Well, that's you know, the wonderful thing about barbecue shrimp is the sauce. And it turns out you can use that on different things. I mean, I think pencil shavings would taste delicious with a barbecue shrimp sauce on it, frankly. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. Uh, the barbecue crawfish is at Backatown Coffee Parlor, which is obviously a coffee shop, counter service, casual place, people hanging out, studying, working on their laptops. It's real cool. It's on Basin Street, just across from the French Quarter, really close to downtown New Orleans. And um, it's a delicious dish. It's, it's spicy. It's just a little bit sweet. To balance that spice because it is robustly spicy and it's very buttery and it's served with crawfish tails over grits and it's this back of town's maybe not the kind of place that you would look at and think oh, i'm gonna have a great like rib sticking lunch here this looks like it's a coffee shop with some pastries and it is 
but that's a nice sleeper dish there. Then that's that's kind of the fun of putting together this story of these forty dishes and just seeing like how different you can get them and what places you can get them at. Um, but I love barbecue shrimp. I mean, Pascal's Manali, like I said, they're they're they're, they're the originator. They'll still put, have the bib for you <laughs> to protect your shirt from all that butter. Uh, Mr. B's has done a classic one for a long, long time. They were sort of an innovator of it, took it in a little different direction, uh, made it a little less uh, hands-on, a little more, a little more streamlined of a, of a restaurant dish. I mentioned Brightson's earlier, but I can't think about barbecue shrimp without thinking about the way he does it there with the shrimp kala, which are, you know, the rice fritters, um, usually done in a sweet way, covered with powdered sugar, but really good in a savory fashion too. So, yeah, that barbecue shrimp sauce, you get a good version of that going, just put it on anything. I know that's not what you're talking about, but somebody texted in about the best fried catfish in the city or area. Mm. Well, that's what I'm, 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 I'm still looking for the very best, right? Mm. And I think there's going to be a lot of great fried catfish out there this season with all these church fish fries because mm. that's typically what a lot of them are using. And uh, to that point, if you're looking for a good fish fry, they start up today, right, and run through Lent. Um, NOLA.com is a story. I didn't write it. One of my colleagues put it together. It's extremely useful. It goes parish by parish. And I mean that both ways, mm-hmm. the church parish and the Louisiana parish. It's funny. And both you can ways. find great fish fries, yeah. But uh, one, one, one that comes to mind right away when you, when you say fried catfish is Classy's Seafood, which is a great uh, mostly boiled seafood restaurant on Bienville Street. And that's a place I recommend for people if they want to, especially if they have out-of-towners, if they want to experience what a backyard crawfish boil is without actually putting together a backyard crawfish boil because it's a mostly outdoor place. It's a big patio. It's fun. It's laid back. They're cooking the crawfish right there in a giant rig uh, next to the deck, and uh, you just dig it into good good crawfish there. Uh, but their, their, their way around the fryer is terrific too, and they, they do a really good fried catfish in my opinion. Somebody has a text about dry-aged tuna. Yeah, well, the one place I've seen – well, I, I've, actually, I, I, I take that back. I've, I've seen it in a couple applications now, but the real leader of that is the restaurant I mentioned earlier, GW Fins. Mm-hmm. And this is a technique that has the same effect as dry-aged steaks, which is – you know, it, it sounds kind of funny. You want your, your, your meat fresh. You want your seafood especially fresh, right? right. Uh, but if you – take the time and use the skill to age it in the right way, it can have a really extraordinary effect on what hits the plate. It condenses the the meat a little bit, whether we're talking about beef or tuna, it, it some of the moisture leaves it, 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 it concentrates the flavor. Uh, and, you know, you have to be careful. This is not like just leaving a tuna around for, a, you know, a couple of weeks and seeing what happens, but that's why they call it dry aging. So it's a very controlled aging process similar to how we get you know fine prosciutto but, but uh, how do they do that ian i've wondered about that because you can't like you said you can't just let a, a steak hang in your closet next to your suit and wait for a couple of weeks and then go eat it <laughs> how do they do, i mean you could but how do well, they do that well they have an they have the places that are going to do this have an aging room and <laughs> every room i'm in these days feels like an aging yeah, room <laughs> i hear you that's good. No, no. Every room I walk into is a youth, youth springs eternal room, Tommy. That's, that's what we're talking about right now. That's, that's the, the optimism we're looking for. Sulfurous smell of Satan trailing you. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Uh, so we can think the, the things we can get into talking about food in this downtown. Yes. Uh, but yes, they'll, they'll have an aging room with a control the temperature and humidity very carefully. Just think of the best analogy. I, I just referenced it. it. Think about a ham, you know, that you get the Chizazi ham, make a ham sandwich, make a ham po' boy, fantastic. And 
a prosciutto that's been that's a ham it's just been aged and you know hung up for a long time and maybe it's from a, you know a different type of pig but uh the difference of of slicing that prosciutto or for the spaniards out there a jamon uh versus you know your standard sandwich ham or easter ham that's what we're talking about if you're talking about aged tuna aged steak um you know, they don't age quite as long, of course, but, uh, but it's a similar effect, and it's delicious, and GW Fins has been mastering it. Somebody texted in about crawfish etouffee. Man, I remember my mom used to make it, and she'd take the time to stuff the heads and all that stuff. Can you find that right. in the area with the stuffed heads and all that? The stuffed heads is a tough one. Uh, that is a hard one. They, they, so Little Dizzy's Cafe in Treme, they, they serve that every year at Jazz Fest, and it is a labor of love. I One day, I, I spent a little time in the kitchen watching how they did it, and, you know, at Jazz Fest, they're making thousands and thousands of portions of this stuff, and they, they do it a lot of it in advance, and you can do that with stuffed heads. You know, a lot of, a lot of Louisiana folks out there will have memories or hopefully are carrying on this tradition of after a crawfish boil, you, you get a harvest of the heads together, and you stick them in a bag in the freezer, and then the next time you get everybody together, you get your, your dressing, your crawfish dressing, and you stuff them in the heads, and then you put them back in the freezer for the next time you're making a fresh etouffee. Um, the stuffed heads is a tough one to find in restaurants for that very reason. It's so laborious. So good. And though. etouffee is so good. You're right. Mm-hmm. And etouffee is a, is a harder dish to find these days around around town. But I, I had a fantastic one very recently at a place that I'm going to be writing about very soon called Seafood Sally's, which is on Oak Street uptown, right near the parish line. And it's a, it's a, it comes across as a traditional New Orleans neighborhood spot, um, but it takes a little more modern approach to things. Those different fish I mentioned earlier, like, okay, what is, what's, what's coming off the fishing boats this, today? This is a place that does that. But they do a really straight-up, down-home crawfish etouffee. You can see the slices of garlic in that, that buttery sauce. The crawfish is plump and delicious. The rice is perfect. No stuffed heads that I remember, but whole crawfish clinging to the, to the pile of it for, for effect. So that's one that's actually in our story, too, on the 40 non-spotted seafood dishes. And uh, along those lines, somebody texted in about your crab meat grilled cheese. You don't normally think of seafood and cheese, do you? Or do you? Uh, well, do you think about crab meat au gratin? I do. There I you go. About it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have own pure thoughts about it sometimes. And the crab meat au gratin is a fantastic dish. And basically, this sandwich that we're talking about is crab meat au gratin captured between buttery slices of toast and served to you at Liz's Where You At Cafe, excuse me, Liz's Where You At Diner in Mandeville. Great name, Liz's Where You At Diner. Uh, it's right there in Mandeville, and it is uh, a fantastic place all around, and that sandwich is killer. Just I've got a lot of feedback on just posting that photo of it, the big lumps of crab meat strung together by some cheese and creamy goodness and captured in that bread. You know, somebody texted in, I think I confused my etouffee with my bisque crawfish bisque is what my mom used to make with the stuffed oh yeah oh okay yeah you know we had just had that whole conversation about etouffee and bisque but yeah, yeah. you're right the crawfish bisque is is typically the the the, the, the dish with the, the stuffed crawfish heads uh boy we went down a rabbit hole in that one yeah. um but the, but the etouffee was the question i answered so there you go uh but crawfish bisque yes that's the that's going to be a tough one to find with the stuffed heads uh, a little dizzy certainly does it every year at jazz fest um, and I lost the thread on that, but it was etouffee, super... stuffed heads, <laughs> bisques, yeah. stuffed faces. Yeah, exactly. 
food writers like myself. Any final thoughts? Uh, this is, like we said at the beginning, this is the season. The curtain is lifting on spring, and I hope you had a couple nice days off because festivals are right around the corner, and it's another good eating season in Louisiana. You know, Just moderate, keep yourself in the game, and uh, go check out that story on NOLA.com. 40 seafood dishes, and I'll, I got a little riff on there, too, about why it's so hard to keep on progress in the gyms around town because so many of them are directly in the view of great hamburger joints. We we uh, love is, having you on, but you make me so hungry. These pictures, I'm looking at oysters, uh, oysters Mosca that you got a picture of. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Thank you, Ian McNulty. Talk to you next uh, week, my I'll, friend. I'll, Have a good weekend. Let's reload, and, let's reload, and I'll see you next week. Thanks you for having it, me sir. on, Tommy. Thank you, Thanks, Ian McNulty. Right. You bet. Covers food dining for the Times Speaking New Orleans Advocate. Yeah, find him and Ian McNulty. Just search that online. You get all his connections there. 940. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.